Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Do you think that you're on my vibration station? I think you're on my vibration station because otherwise you would not be listening to my podcast. Hello. Hello and welcome. My name is Sally Wallace and this is my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. How are you today? I hope you're smiling. I tell you what, if you're not bringing the smiles to this dial, then you better fuck off. (laughs) Hang on a minute. Let me just get my... I need to sit. Um, Do you know what? I'm sat in the chair in the office where I like to... My orifice, uh, where I like to come and do my podcast. And I like to sit with my foot up my ass um, or arse, depending on where you're from. Uh, But it's actually very comfortable. I don't know whether you... Do you sit like that at all? And uh, do you know what? When I used to work in an office environment, I used to still sit with my foot up my ass, And I used to take my shoe off and still sit... So normally my right foot, I like to go up my left buttock, or if I can, and I'm feeling really flexible, it will just sit on my asshole, the heel of my right foot. <laughs> but like a cat, I'm very agile like that. Um, I'm feeling a bit shit today. I'm, don't worry, please don't worry, don't turn off. I'm not going to start fucking moaning about my health. No, that's not going to happen. I'm a bit run down um, because I've got a cold sore. And I, even the word cold sore makes me fucking cringe because people will go, we've got herpes. No, I don't have herpes. I understand that cold sore is from the part of the herpes virus, but I actually have a cold sore. Um, and I used to, I, I've always had these since I was a kid. I don't remember when I've not, not had one. Um, when it gets a little bit colder, and I, uh, <clears throat> obviously, I've caught some sort of snotty lurgy off of Rome and my three-year-old as well. But this cold sore has actually manifested itself inside my left nostril. I mean, what the fuck? It is so painful, but it's also starting to creep into my septum, which is like, if you, those of you don't know what that is, because I didn't really, I'm not going to lie, I googled it. It's the bit between your nostrils. So it's actually sitting, I look like I've got a scabby nose. Basically, that's it. And then it's one of those ones you put a bit of makeup on it and it makes it look even worse because then your makeup goes all scabby as well and it gets all dry. So you've just got to leave the scabby scabby. That's how, that's it today. I've just got to leave it a scabby scabby. But it's just so fucking painful because I don't have a squidgy nose. <laughs> this is This is honestly... You really need to bear yourself for this conversation right now because this is gonna this is gonna fucking blow your mind. <laughs> it's not really. <laughs> it's not really. <laughs> See what I did there? No, honestly, it's gonna get a bit weird because I have a pokey nose. Do you know what I mean by this? This is a conversation that goes on quite a lot in our house, obviously between two adults because we only have a three-year-old and, and us two. Um, but Scott has got the squishiest nose ever. So he's got a very beautiful button nose, my husband, okay? And when you touch the end of his nose, like the tip of his nose, it's like a piece of dough. It's very mushy. It's lovely and soft. 
and yeah it's it's nice it's not offensive it's just like a nice button squishy nose my nose it's like a dagger so my husband describes it as the carrot or what else is a pelican beak um it's it's my nose is really pointy but there's gristle to the very end of it so if i'm actually touching my nose as i'm doing this so as like my nose literally if you touch my nose it's like you could you could poke your eye out. I, I could poke someone's eye out with my nose. Put it like that. I feel like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty. <laughs> Chitty, Chitty. <laughs> That's another movie. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You know, one goes lollipops, candy canes. Yeah, I've got quite a pokey nose. But I think it's from my dad's side of the family, my nose. So it's quite not hooked. My dad's got a hook nose, but it's very, very hard. So the bone goes all the way to the very point of my nose. And yeah, and it's just a very hard, pokey nose. So when you get a cold sore in the pokey nose, if anybody touches it, it's like, that's my fucking nose, leave my nose alone. So yeah, at the moment, I'm all of that came from the fact I was telling you I had a cold sore. But I have a very pokey nose. Um, it's very pointy, uh, very hard, and it hurts a lot at the moment. And I've tried to put some Zavirex up my nose. I don't even think you're supposed to do that, but I've done it anyway. Fuck it. Um, just to try and help this thing out. I'm obviously just a bit run down. I caught the snots off of Roman. Luckily, Roman has daddy's nose. So he's got like this cute little squishy button nose. Oh, another thing. My nostrils are, my sister used to take the piss out of me for years. It's okay. My sister doesn't listen to my podcast, bitch. Um, it's fine, to be honest with you. She wouldn't understand it. Anyway, it's far too funny for her. <laughs> I do love my sister, but at the same time, I'm allowed to have a few words about her, all right? So Zoe um, used to describe my nostrils as triangular nostrils. And do you ever remember the game Trivial Pursuits? And you used to get these little circular like game things with little like little bits of cheese like a little triangular bit of cheese you used to have to put into the I can't remember what it was like this disc and then make your way around the game yeah my sister actually once put two of those in my nostrils and they fitted perfectly so that's how she used to describe my nose to people yeah my sister's got a bit of a nose like the you know the game part from Trivial Pursuit honest to god so I had triangular nostrils was my nickname in fact I think she wrote it on a number of my birthday cards or at least she gave me a birthday card um so yeah I have really triangular nostrils but they are really tight so you can you can't really get a finger you can't really pick my nose you can pick it but with the smallest finger so like my little finger I've got a nose that your little finger pick with Scott has got a nose that you could literally use your whole fucking hand his nostrils are massive my husband's nostrils are huge uh, which also means you can see a hell of a lot of nasal hair up there as well but he uh, once I'll never forget when we first got together which is nearly 15 years ago now I mean can you believe that he um tried to stick his big fat chubby index finger up my nostril to see if he could get it up there and he tore it <laughs> actually tore my nostril <laughs> it fucking hurt <laughs> that's true love that is true love right there i mean <laughs> you don't get better than that do you <laughs> but his nostrils honestly you could yeah i think my whole hand would fit up one of his nostrils i tell you i'm talking about hairy nostrils have you ever waxed nostrils before now if you're a woman with hairy nostrils i feel your pain it's not great is it and they get hairy the older you get as well so do men's so scott was like oh salad these fucking and he's got loads of nostril hair and i said let's buy one of those nares waxing kits whatever it is let's just do it let's just get one um and you can get them on amazon you can get them in boots wherever and then you've got to heat it in the microwave and then get a little stick and then get this little like um, plastic stick and stick it up his nose. And oh my God, I'm not joking. It is the most satisfying thing ever. 
partly because it's hurting him and I'm thinking take that you bitch um, and then oh god that's a bit nasty of me isn't it oh listen I love my husband but come off it you've, every now and again you've just got to, <laughs> you've just got to have a little bit of payback <laughs> so yeah I quite enjoy that bit like oh, we're just ripping it out he goes right do it on three one I've done it on two <laughs> Sally I'm like yes it, it's just so satisfying seeing all that hair all that hair on that lump of wax oh it's amazing anyway um yeah, he'd let me do it once. And uh, I have actually, I, I tore his nostril back in return because uh, I got a bit too excited with it. I think I burnt it, actually. I think I burnt his nostril because I had the wax too hot. I think that makes us even for tearing my nostril with his big fat chubby finger. Um, but uh, this is this is like, I told you it was going to get a bit weird. I told you just to bear with me a minute, didn't I? But yeah, that's what I've got at the moment. A bit of a cold sore. Just feeling a little bit under the weather as we are approaching the wintry months and the uh, the the hibernating seasons. So the clocks are going to go back very soon in the UK. Um, and of course, Halloween's uh, encroaching upon us as well. And I'll tell you what I've just bought, because we've got a treehouse in the garden. I've bought these little solar lights because I thought, oh, I want to get some lights for the treehouse because Roman still likes to play outside. And you know what it's like in the UK. It goes dark at about four o'clock at night and he'll still be buzzing. So I've bought these little solar lights, little party lights to go around the top of his treehouse. And they're great they don't come until about seven o'clock at the moment but when it gets really dark and the clocks go back they're going to come in really handy plus i didn't want to get battery powered ones because i read all these reviews and just through friends as well the batteries don't last long and you can't really keep them all outside all the time um and i've not got a plug that leads to where the treehouse is so i've got to secure them up there properly this weekend but they look really cool i think i chucked them on my instagram account actually Oh, if you're not following, it's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, which is on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, really, really handy. Really handy. I really like those. I think I'm going to get some to go around the top of the trampoline as well, because he's bound to be on the trampoline in the winter. He's Because some days in the winter, it's not always raining in the UK. Sometimes it's just really cold and, and just and dark. And that's it. So I thought, right, I'll get some to go around the top of the trampoline on top of the net as well. So I'm looking for those at the moment. Just some little solar panel ones, just to give it a little bit of light in the garden. Um, to see us through but I've also gone darker with my hair as well this is something that women do a lot I don't necessarily know a lot of men that do this I'll be honest but I know a lot of women that do this we're sort of hitting these autumnal months and we decide to go a little bit darker or a bit warmer as though we are reflecting the seasons through our hair we're expressing the autumnal mother with our color and I've done exactly that I've just gone, toned it right down for winter, gone nice, nice, nice chocolatey shade with still bits of blonde in it. But actually, it's quite nice because when you've got your, your big coat on, it does look a lot better. I don't look like I'm going on holiday to Ibiza anymore, put it that way. Um, and I've bought some amazing socks. Now, I was always concerned that I could never pull this look off, but I've actually bought thick trainer socks to go with my trainers so I can wear my leggings, trainer socks and my trainers. And actually, it looks quite good. I, I'm quite I'm, I'm quite impressed with this look. I think I look all right with it, put it that way. Because I was a bit concerned that I, you know, I was probably a bit too old. But on reflection, do you know what? It's not what you wear, it's how you wear it and how it makes you feel, isn't it? Well, that's what I believe anyway. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to start walking around in a boob tube. Um, that is not going to happen. That's not the sort of girl I am. But I do like this look. It looks really good. And it's nice and warm and wintry as well. So yeah, that's what I've done at the moment. I've darkened my hair. Uh, I've got the most skanky cold sore at the minute, which is horrendous. But I tell you what, I need to get... Ro oh, I tell you, let me tell you this. This is about Roman's hair. <clears throat> so I have a three-year-old who does not like having his hair cut. Um, I've talked about this on episodes before where I've actually cut his hair in his sleep because it's a bit easier. 
And then he goes to see my hairdresser, Stacy. But then I had this idea and I thought, oh, I'll take him to one of these little places where there's a car and you can sit in the car and get your hair cut. It was not happening. He had an absolute meltdown. He just doesn't like it. And that's fair enough. That's how I see it at the moment. I believe that I've traumatized him a little bit. When he was about 18 months old, I took him to a barber's and he screamed and I held on to him and he hated it. And ever since then, he's just never enjoyed having his hair cut. So I thought, well, I'll take him to one of these places where you go and you go and sit in a little car and then they'll do your hair for you. But he sat in the car and he really liked sitting in the car. But as soon as you got the scissors out, it wasn't happening. And you cannot use clippers on Roman either. Oof, not yet. Um, she then said to me, every, every child that comes here screams, don't worry, just pin him down. If you hold on to him and pin him down, then I'll just be in and out within five minutes. I said, well, I don't want you shaving his head. I don't want him to look like he's got nits. She's like, no, 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 it's just all right. It's just that most kids that come in here scream anyway. You just have to pin them down. That's not going to work for me because I've already traumatized him already. And so I actually said, okay, I'll come back then. And then I thought on reflection, I can't do that. I'm not doing that because that could traumatize Roman and I'm just not doing that for him. Isn't this strange though? The same night, my new scissors had arrived from Amazon because I bought some scissors like hairdressing scissors and he let me cut his hair. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not a hairdresser, but I've managed to cut it really nicely around the sides, around the back and he's let it, he'd let me do all the top and everything. He was so, so good and didn't scream once, very, very chilled out. And actually my hairdresser is going to come to my house and she's like, listen, I'll pop round in a couple of weeks time and I'll just go over it again and just trim it up and just keep him used to it. Because I think he's just quite happier in his own home having his hair cut. But the fact that she said to me, all the kids that come here scream and the parents just pin them down. I just can't do that. I can't do that because this is so interesting, isn't it, at the moment about childhood trauma and about how it manifests itself later on in your life. It doesn't always manifest itself as a trauma, but it manifests itself as a memory. And you just think, oh my God. And I don't want to do that to Roman. I mean, don't get me wrong. There could be things that I've already maybe said accidentally or like a situation that it it may happen. Uh, Here's an example. This is, I was talking to my best mate H about it the other day, Hayley. And she, her exact words were, she's left me a voicemail note and it said, oh my God, I think I've left. She's got a little boy called Jack. Oh my God, I think I've just given Jack his first fucking episode of childhood trauma. Shit. On this voice note. And um, it said, uh, this is so interesting. She was like, I, um, she basically cooked porridge in the morning and then put his Minecraft lunchbox on top of the ring and totally forgot that it was still on or it just turned off and it was still hot. She could hear something like she could smell something burning and it was basically his favorite lunchbox and he just had a full fucking meltdown, did not want to go to school. And she's like, shit, is that going to come back in life with the fact that I've traumatized him because I melted his lunchbox? You see, these are the things. This is it as a mum. You just you just don't fucking know. You just can't get it right every day, all the time. Because you're trying to juggle so much at one time. And some something like a simple accident, you know, could later on. And this is what you do. You blame yourself. And don't get me wrong, Jack will probably forget about it. And I said to her, hey, Jack probably will fucking forget about it. Buy him another one because that's what you can do in this day and age. It wasn't the case when I was a kid. If my mum melted my lunchbox, well, he shouldn't have left it there. <laughs> Thanks, Sandra. <laughs> Actually, no, she was pretty good. She was good, bless my mum. But things weren't disposable the way they are nowadays, back then, in the 80s. You know, if you broke your hair clip, you'd be lucky to get another one the same. It wasn't like you could just suddenly go onto Google and then find it somewhere in a different shop in a different city somewhere else and then get somebody to pay for it to send it to you. It just wasn't like that. Like when you went for school shoes in the 1980s, if you didn't get in there early, you literally didn't get a pair of fucking school shoes for September start unless your mum had to take you to a different city somewhere else with a different shop in it. Because that's how um, that's how bad it was. You know, if you've got any size four, we don't have any size fours left in here in 
those school shoes. Oh, right. Okay, then. Well, that's it. You know, you're still going last year's ones. I can't. I can't not go to fucking school in last year's shoes. So, you know, we live in a really uh, fortunate uh, time at the moment. And that's what I said to Hayes. I was like, listen, just get him another lunchbox. And do you know what? You might even want a different style lunchbox. And then we can always put a nice spin on it. The day that mummy burnt the lunchbox, you got a new one. Because all these little things, we, you know, Obviously, we don't know, do we? I mean, this is what I always say to my mum. My mum will sometimes say things like, oh, I shouldn't have done that or I should have done this. And sometimes I think, yeah, are you right, Sandra? You shouldn't have fucking done that. But then at the same time, you do what you did with the knowledge that you had at the time. And that's all you knew. You can't do anything different or anything more if you don't know. It's as simple as that. Now, this is an interesting one. Okay, so my mum, she has these little strap lines that she uses, which are, oh, I'm whittled silly, which means I'm really nervous. Oh, I'm a bag of nerves. Oh, I'm a nervous wreck. Oh, I can't do that. So she is completely embedded in fear but if you look at my grandmother my grandmother survived the second world war my grandma bet did so my grandmother lived through fear fear of being blitzed and she, uh, bombed she she survived the birmingham blitz my grandmother did she she was in the the in birmingham the black country which is like wolverhampton uh, during the second world war but then of course post that they had rations and that's exactly what happened so my granny didn't know when her next meal was coming from everything counted that was food that was in that house during that period of time that then is then trauma that's then put onto my mother because when we were kids you had to eat everything that was on that plate i mean this is when food was being processed in the 1980s and you could get shitloads of it do you know what i mean uh, the country was rebuilding itself in the uk strong and yet my mum had this constant fear of you've got to eat everything that's on that plate can't cope with food wastage never has been able to even now as a woman in her mid 70s still can't cope with food being wasted you can go to a house and she's got out of date food in the fridge mum this is manky oh leave it there it'll it'll be fine it'll go in a cake <laughs> I tell you what, you've got to give her a juice. She does use it all. She uses absolutely everything. So, but she's a little bit more resourceful nowadays. Well, that, I think a lot of people of that generation are very, very resourceful with regards to food. But this whole fear has then been put onto me um, in a different way as well, which is so fucking interesting. So uh, Scott was saying to me, Sally, what the fuck are you afraid of? What are you scared of? Uh, certain things that I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Why not? I don't know, because that's not my language. That's not my narrative. I'm not that sort of person. Um... But I do a lot of work on my self-development, a hell of a lot of work. And I've been doing a lot of work on my inner child, which I'd like to say my husband thinks is a load of shit. But you know what? I love him all the same. And that's fine. That's his own opinion. So I'm trying to work out in my head, why am I so afraid and what am I afraid of? And it's through all of this work and me being so much more level-headed nowadays than what I used to be. I was a bit of a firecracker. Um, that it comes down to, listen to this, this is so interesting, language that my mother used as a child. Now, there is no blame here. I would like to add that, okay? I don't blame Sandra for anything. And I've said that on a number of episodes when I've talked about my mum. My mum is going to come on an episode. Uh, She has agreed to, bless her, but she's actually in America (laughs) in a minute. (laughs) Guess what? I'll tell you about where she is in a minute. Okay, right. Okay. So, my mum used to say to me, you have to bear in mind, my mum in the 80s was, uh, had four children. She was juggling four kids in a full-time job. And if you were misbehaving at the house, my mum used to say, if you don't sort it out, I tell you what, if you don't stop it, uh, I'm going to call the policeman. And that's what she used to say. Or, right, if you, that's enough. You either behave yourself or the man in the white van is going to come and get you. Or fuck me, it's traumatised me for years. 
I'm not joking. It's abs. That's exactly where I've just got scoop. Fuck me. I've just had goosebumps all over my arms. That weird one-liner that's all that was my mum trying to get a bit of control. That's all it was, was Sandra trying to get a bit of control has absolutely fucking traumatized me as a kid. And it's actually manifested itself in my late 30s, early 40s of why am I so afraid of doing something wrong? Why am I so afraid? And it actually comes from the fact that we probably weren't doing anything wrong as kids. We were probably being kids. Do you know what I mean? Messing around, being a bit giddy. We were probably slapping each other, probably a bit of misbehaving. So the only way that my mum could see fit to get control was, if you don't behave yourself, I'll get the the policeman to come and get you. But fuck me, it absolutely is 100% that. And do you know what? I was chatting to another friend about it and she went, Sally, you fucking hit the nail on the head. My mum used to say it to me. And it's it's a strange one because would I ever say those words to Roman? Would I? Fuck no way. There is no way, no way would I ever say that. But I know differently now. So what my mum knew then... I think what my mum knows now, she would never say it, but it's totally different. There's probably things that I'm saying or may have said that I think, oh, that's all right then. But later on, as as time changes, let's be honest, words start to mean different things, don't they? Everything starts to evolve and, uh, you know, there might be shit like this fucking lunchbox that Haley's burnt for her son, Jack. I mean, (laughs) fucking hell, that'll probably be nothing. It'll probably be something else. Maybe she broke too hard on the way to school in the car. It's just all these things that we don't realise how they're going to manifest later on in life, in kids' lives. And it's just, it's so interesting. It is so fucking interesting. And the more and more people I talk to about it, they always say, yeah, there's things that my mum used to say when I was a kid and it's fucked me up. Well, it's a really good book, actually, you can read. And it's called, oh, the book, I think it's called, the. and it's called, wait for it, I can't remember. <laughs> it's called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read and Your Kids Will Thank You For Reading. Something like that it is. It is so, so interesting. It's so fucking interesting. I've read another one as well called They Fuck You Up About Your Parents. Now, I love my mum and dad. I've always said that I love my mum and dad. But what I do find fascinating is how I can take elements of my parents' parenting for me. And I do. My mum and dad were very loving. They were really loving parents. Um, but then I, I'm so loving towards Roman. And I make sure of that. He always gets a kiss in the morning. Kisses and cuddles are so important in our house. We never leave the house without a kiss ever. Even when he goes to nursery in the morning, yes, I'm that parent who goes, give me a kiss, Baba. He always comes and gives his mummy a kiss before he goes into that door at nursery. And my mum was very much like that. But there's elements of my parents' teachings to us as parents that I will not be using for Roman and yet elements that I will. And, you know, it's interesting because my mum says the same. There's things that my mum did and things that I will not do. And actually, that's okay. That's completely fine. But yeah, it's, it's uh, let me tell you where my mum is. So my mum is in America at the moment. She, um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on a podcast before. My brother works on the Disney cruise ships. So the, the Disney cruise was in Europe recently. And um, he's, my mum jumped on board the ship with my dad and they've gone transatlantic. So they actually sailed into New York, which was amazing. My brother-in-law, my brother's husband was on the ship as well. And he filmed it as it was coming into New York at four o'clock in the morning. Oh my God, the skyline was just, honestly, it's incredible. It looked beautiful. I'll try and get the footage that Mike's posted and stick it on my um, Instagram page because it's just so beautiful. Anyway, then they've jumped off uh, board ship and then they flown down to um f- down to florida which um it, they were sort of like they couldn't go at one point because of hurricane ian so they were kind of like well we're going to go or well, we're not going to go and can we get there or not and so on and so forth but yeah they've managed to get there they're with their friends 
Uh, and they're staying out there for a few weeks at the moment so yeah my mum and dad are in the sun it's so cute though because we facetimed them the other day um but god thank god for facetime hey if you've got family and friends that live away it's just like the most amazing thing ever because it means we can facetime grandma and granddad in america we can facetime auntie zoe in australia um and we facetimed my dad the other day and he sat there in his shorts his little hat on having his lunch on the um uh, on the on the seafront and everything so and it's the first time roman ever said granddad so my dad yeah i think he made my dad's day so that's where they are but uh, do you know what i'm really happy that my parents are have not stopped traveling and i genuinely mean that because i don't want them to and it keeps them really young as well it really really does they're both sort of knocking onto the late 70s well mum's mid 70s dad's a bit older not that old but just a couple of years older but it means that they are still staying nice and young at heart and they've got a couple of friends out there as well who used to be snowbirds so that means that they spend the summer months in the northern territories like in the in the northern states and they used to go down to florida in the winter but they've actually now permanently resided in florida so and they they love my mum and dad and they have such a laugh with them so yeah it's great it's really really good fun i need to get out there myself to be fair but you know when you're trying to juggle a cold saw <laughs> cold saw the size of a 50 pence piece up your nose <laughs> it's not always such an easy thing right listen i'll tell you what if there is anything i'd love to know if there is anything your mum used to say to you as a kid and you just think what the fuck was she saying that for you have to you've got to share it i might put a good post actually on social media uh, and try and get some more of them because i do find it really fascinating but please do let me know if the policeman was often thrown at you for your misbehaving in the past get a hold of me on social media uh, Instagram, it's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum and even Facebook as well. Exactly the same, uh, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Thank you so much for jumping on and having a listen to my episodes. I cannot tell you how grateful I am. I really love all the messages that I get. Um, I've just had a, a, suddenly a huge influx of new listeners recently and it's just been so wonderful to hear how you've come across the podcast, how your friends have shared it with you, how you found it on Spotify or Apple. And yeah, it's really wonderful. I do really appreciate a good reach out and I will certainly try and get back to you if you do drop me a message. Right. Right, have a fantastic week make sure you look after that pokey nose and i'll see you very soon thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast find me on instagram and facebook at adventures of a geriatric mum where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends after all sharing is caring and you and i are best friends now